Welcome to the Still Unsponsored Podcast. Hello. Hello. I'm Chris. I'm Zach. All right. Uh, we missed a week. We did. My apologies. You had some travel adventures. I, I had some travel misadventures. Yeah. Tell me about them. It's been a little rough. So, uh, well, you know, been traveling a little bit more just because and uh, tried to get home from Chicago last night. My family lives. Let me tell you some pro tips I learned. Actually, no. Let's start with the saga first, then we can get into pro tips. <laughs> yes. So, it's a 12 o'clock flight, connect through St. Louis, from Midway, St. Louis, down to Boston. That's the plan, at least. So, we took off about 40 minutes late, cut the connecting flight real close. Like, we pretty much were missing it in the air because we were so delayed. Uh, we got up in the air. Storm came, of course. Kind of a freak storm. Really rough, harsh. Kind of this time of year, I guess. So we ended up circling the airport in St. Louis for, for quite a while. All right. Going down. I'm watching on a flight aware. Going down. 2,500 feet. Control descent. Control we should, descent. We should yeah. specify. Shaky, but controlled. Yeah. Right? 2,500 feet. And then we decide to, eh, we'll go around. Uh, at that point, we go up and pilot's like, eh, we're running low on fuel. So we're going to go to Kansas City. So this was so you got the storm divert. Storm divert. So this was a forty-five minute flight, mind you. All right. So we were we were probably in the air for this point, an hour and a mm-hmm. half. So it was twice as long as it should have been. Then went over to Kansas City, uh, landed to fuel up. Let me tell you, the airport of Kansas City from the plane is a beautiful airport. There's like one gate, uh, and so the operations person comes into the plane. Is like, hey, uh, for all you sixty people that have connections, yeah, we don't really know what to do. So. Uh, you have a choice. You can either stay on the plane or get off. Uh, we can't make the decision for you. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay, great. Okay, so this is enter pro tip number one. The book direct. <laughs> well, okay, I was going to say don't get off the plane in Kansas don't, City. Don't get off. The, yeah, so you have to understand where you are, right? Right. So, you know, St. Louis is a much smaller hub than, than Midway, especially for Southwest, which is the all Okay, fine. so quick adjustment. I think you're talking into the back of the microphone. Well... Is this better? Fuck yeah, it's All better. Right. <laughs> rotate. Hang on, I'm going to mute you and like rotate it. So just look at the lo- logo and then rotate it. Uh, okay, mute so, me. See, see yeah. these? I... Yeah. So if you see those. Yeah, here, let me help you. Better? Oh. <laughs> Do I have to start this over? No, no, we don't have to start it over. All right. I think what what was happening is we were just experiencing your delay through like audio quality. Uh, <laughs> all right. Oh, that could explain why now it's lighting up. Got oh yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> uh, this will be fun to edit. Uh, Cardioid microphone. It only works in one direction. Yeah. Well, this sounds a lot different. Okay. Yeah. So we get off of Kansas City. Pro tip number one. Yeah, do whatever you do. Try to fly through major hubs because you get screwed otherwise. There's, right. you know, Austin is not a major hub, but it sure as hell is a lot bigger than Kansas City. All right. So we we fuel up, right? We're ready fuel to up go. Fuel up in Kansas City. We fuel up. Do you uh, even touch a gate? Because they give you the option to get off. So you were at a gate. We didn't get off. We stayed in the plane. My wife yeah. and I stayed in the plane. Right, right. But I'm some like, people got off. Oh, yeah. There were quite. There were a guy next to us who was heading to Austin as well. I was like, yeah, I'm taking my chances and leaving. I'm like, all right. So <laughs> R.I.P. He's probably still in Kansas City. <laughs> probably still waiting, yeah. So we... Uh, we are literally waiting to take off until everyone finishes going to the bathroom on the plane. So there are literally people starting to say, sit down. Sit. Like, it's starting to get a little aggressive. I mean, yeah. at this point, everyone's like, just hurry the F up. We right. need to get back. 
All right, so anyways, we fly back to St. Louis, half-hour flight, uneventful. Uh, we land, and we just stop on the tarmac for about an hour. Uh, the problem is this freak storm that came through decided to hail. And so when it hails, they have to inspect every single plane. There's, like, one dude for the entire airport. So they legitimately had no other plane, like, no other gates open for us. So there were six planes sitting on the tarmac. We were there for an hour. Finally got into the gate, right? At this point, I'm looking at my phone. I'm listening around. People are like, oh, yeah, I'm on the Austin flight. I'm all, you know, it looks like it's been delayed. Think maybe they're waiting for us. Maybe they're waiting for us. Right, right? No, they're not waiting for you. <laughs> I'm being hopeful. So we get off, and uh, we go towards the gate. It's still being delayed. It's being delayed every 10 minutes. So okay. it, they keep pushing it back every 10 minutes. Like, okay, this is a good sign. Like, good or bad, you know? Right. Hopefully they keep it. So we, my wife's phone dies, so we end up waiting in line. And thank goodness we did because the gate agent was like, oh, yeah, we canceled all you. So good thing you have to get rebooked on the on the flight. So I'm like, oh, thank goodness for letting us know. Right. And I heard a mumble to someone like, oh, yeah, this plane is going. Because all they were canceling them left and right because of the delays of the hail inspections. So this airport was a madhouse. The terminal was a zoo with people canceled, delayed, waiting to find out. It was like, you know, Sophie's Choice. Are you going or are you not? It was, it was a little dicey. So anyway, so we hop on the plane. It's like a freaking graveyard, right? There's like probably 50 people on the plane. Mm-hmm. There's trash everywhere. People like using cups to mark their oh, territory. Oh, so they didn't clean the plane. No, no. This plane was, it's been delayed four hours at this right. point. So people are like grumpy. There's coming on, coming off. So we camp out. We find a couple spots and we're just waiting to take off, right? And so then the operations agent comes on the plane amazing memory she's like oh yeah you're so-and-so you're so-and-so and who are you blah blah blah, blah. so she goes to the entire plane it's like oh yeah this flight's been canceled sorry guys head off the plane <laughs> and so my wife and i are just like you gotta be kidding me so we're waiting to get off the freaking plane and they start inspecting it the inspector comes up over the wing and starts flashing it, like the irony yeah so at this point pro tip number two loyalty counts right yeah. so we hop off the plane we we try to find you know an agent to help figure out what the heck we're gonna do, and so I call up Southwest on the phone and go through all the prompts. It's like currently we're experiencing high. Hello, this is so and so. Because I have a list preferred, they right. tied my phone number. Right. I skipped everyone in queue. Right. So despite the madness, and this happened twice. Yep. Skipped the queue, went right up, and so he's looking for essentially flights to get us out. And he's like, yeah, there's a flight leaving in less than an hour, uh, but I basically can't do anything within the hour. So right. pro tip number two, when you call customer service... I think we're at like three or four by now. Right, but, all right. Yeah. Well, can, pro tip amended, uh, addendum. <laughs> uh, you, you, the Southwest reps on the phones are essentially... Imagine them sitting on a computer on... The doing com- what you would doing do. Doing what you would do. They're like a virtual assistant. Yeah. They had they you know they can look up your account a little bit, but they really can't go beyond that. Right. So that's that's good to know. So anyways, we hop on. We, uh, we basically find out that, okay, there's no flights to Austin. So this was... Uh, 8.30 last night, and uh, in order to get us to Austin, it would have been an 8 o'clock flight tonight uh, from St. Louis, because again, it's not a hub. So, we're like, hey, anything else around there? You know, there's Dallas, there's Houston, there's San Antonio. Turns out there was a San Antonio flight, 9.30, 9.50 or something. So, we land at midnight in San Antonio, go to the rental car center, and then drive home. So, this entire journey, Chris... Supposed to start at 12, land by 4.30 and record yesterday. I didn't get home in bed until 2 a.m. this morning. Yeah. But here's the icing on the cake, right? So we just wanted to get home. 
So then I had to get up this morning, drive my ass over to the airport, return the rental car, yep. and go pick up my car from parking. Yeah, totally. So <sighs> I, I think if you travel a lot, everyone's had these catastrophes. Yeah. They happen. They will happen to you. Yeah. But you can minimize them by having status. Yep. Right. Um, and then the other thing is route choice. Be so, very selective. So either get your uh, get a direct, mm-hmm. obviously first choice. Yep. But if you have to go through a hub, go through a hub that's within driving distance of your destination, or as a major hub for the airline. And that's the other thing. Like if you have to fly in and out of an airport, wherever you can, hit the giant airports. Yeah. And I know it's a mess because then you have to walk further, and there's millions more people. But the other side of that is. If the plane breaks down, that airport has parts. Yep. If the plane breaks down to the point where they can't get the parts and the, or they can't you're, do the thing, you're waiting. You, Along but, with everyone on the plane. But you also have options at yep. that other air, airport. So you you want to be you want to be at a place that's going to give you the most flexibility. Yep. So other pro tips too. So let's continue these. Mm-hmm. Uh, always remember it's not the representative's fault. Like totally. You know, they, they're having a shitty day. The last <laughs> yeah. thing you want to do is piss them off. If you're pleasant and nice and please and Absolutely. thank you, it goes a million Absolutely. miles. Yeah. Also, don't freak out. Like, it happens. Uh, you you're going to get home eventually. You're going to get home eventually. Uh, you know, thank goodness, just traveling enough. You know, my yeah. wife and I are like, all right, well, if we're stuck here in St. Louis for the night, we're pulling up hotels, we're looking for last minute deals. I'm looking at the different car uh, rental options at different yep. airports. So I can say, look, if we go to Houston Hobby, crap. The rental car center is closed past midnight, so let's right. figure out, okay, maybe San Antonio is a better route. So right. just stay calm. You'll get through it. Yeah. I think the other thing that you mentioned there that that is important is, uh, you know, this is like way like expert level, but uh, flight aware. Yeah. So the we're going down into minutia, but the, the whether or not a plane takes off in a storm is not the plane's call. It's not the pilot's call. Right. It's not the airline's call. Right. It's it's the... F F A air traffic control ATC right and even like when you're rerouted the plane will say like I have this much fuel and ATC will be like you're going here yep right um so a lot of times the flight aware database gets updated before the or either as the pilot becomes aware or before the pilot becomes aware of what's going to happen so if you're waiting for someone on the ground and, and you see him circling and then all of a sudden you see him taking off towards San Antonio or whatever, it's like you frequently will know what's happening before yep. the passengers on that plane. Yep. Or if you're looking and you're sitting there, you'll yep. you'll get it before. But okay, pro another amazing thing, the Wi Fi worked. <laughs> on every single flight, the Wi Fi worked. That's its own miracle. <laughs> okay, miracle. okay, we should get back on track here. So <laughs> the the two things I had for this episode, uh, outside of just travel misadventures, was uh Apple's iPhone X launch and I think some of the product marketing um you know cool angles they're working. Um so spend we'll we'll maybe spend like ten minutes on that and then we'll spend like ten minutes on a how would you market that segment. Nice. Um, I think one of the, one of the things that we're focusing on is, you know, building things up from the ground with no jump start. Mm-hmm. Uh, similar to this podcast, still like unsponsored. still unsponsored, still unsponsored. Uh, we don't have a jump start. So if you're listening to this, you either know us somehow, uh, or we found you through one of our like really shady growth hackery <laughs> things at this point, yeah. uh, you know, or the iTunes, uh, yeah. uh, thing, which hopefully is starting to work for us. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna, we're gonna help our friend with his ebook. Yeah. Cool. 
So hopefully, yeah. Plus he's a listener, you know, which is which is good. <laughs> uh, okay, so Apple iPhone 10 just came out. Oh, I haven't seen it. Let me see it. Okay, there you go. Hold on, I'm playing with the gang. Oh, hold on. All right, so continue. Okay, so uh, Apple sold out of those within 20 minutes of them going live. So I was awake at 2.05 a.m. Central Time, which was midnight uh, Pacific Time, Mm -hmm. to, you know, grab the thing. And uh, uh, apparently within 20 minutes, they were pushing orders back to December. Gone. So, you know, everyone's been talking. Well, how the fuck did you get in there? I swiped up. Oh, it must have been unlocked because of here let me see this okay all right I so it's, it. it's definitely locked yeah not shaking no like no oh, okay. asshole. <laughs> no you're not getting in zach's just like going through my uh <laughs> I, uh I thought there was a misfire there with uh with face id this is I, wow you know what i'm actually really i thought there would be wow well, okay so a thousand dollar phone right yeah. so everyone's been making a big deal about the price point right and that's the thousand dollar for the 64 gigabyte which i think we're going to come back to but Let's just talk about like raising your prices, right? Most people, I think, expect consumer electronics to go down because as technology advances, you would you would see declining prices. Yep. But you know, you inflation is going the other way, working against you, right? So inflation plus declining prices mean you're you're the ground's falling out from under you rather fast. Yeah. Um. So how do you how do you demand a premium for your product, and uh, you know, and (laughs) <laughs> and work on like really jacking up those prices. Uh, and I think that, you know, so this device is basically about the same price as a MacBook now. Close to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty insane because I think that it just side by side, if you were looking at like, would you, what do you think is a more valuable device, an iPhone 10 yeah. or a MacBook? Most, at least I would say the MacBook. Right. Um, but, you know, pricing disagrees. So I think one of the things that's interesting to note is their their installment plans. Like they're really, really pushing like these no interest loans, mm-hmm. which makes it so instead of paying, you know, the thousand dollars up front, you're paying Ka-chunk. like fifty dollars a month. Yep. Well, all of a sudden that's a whole lot more palatable. Yeah. So, you know, to be fair, they weren't the first ones starting to do that. No, not at all. Not at all. But then they also have the trade-in program and all this other stuff. So it, it it's interesting. I think it's um, Apple's is maybe a little bit more consumer-friendly versus being tied into, uh, you know, AT&T. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I think I think that was like one of the one of the interesting things starting probably two generations ago, two years ago is when they really started pushing that. Well, it makes <laughs> perfect sense for them totally yeah right so 50 bucks a month right 12 months 600 dollars. but do you think so i think the answer is yes but you know there's probably an mba sitting in apple somewhere th- saying you know if we really push these installment plans then we can raise the price 200 dollars. that's what i was getting at so like frankly it doesn't matter you know as long as that price point's nice and low monthly let's let's go extra finance nerd right Uh-oh. the the company that gives you a loan is not apple yep right so apple sells you this device for a thousand bucks no no no. it's the leasing company that's selling you uh so but what i'm saying is apple gets to recognize their cash yes right so 
Apple computers, if you own Apple stock, they just had an awesome fourth quarter. Thousand bucks a phone. Thousand bucks a phone. They're done. Yep. That that loan is sitting on someone else's books. Apple leasing company. <laughs> Apple leasing company. Uh-huh. Citizen One is yeah. what, the name of okay. the company. Yeah. So, well, right? it's a bank, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. So um, the bank bought it, okay, and they're dealing with all the, the defaults and everything else. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. But, you know, it fun finance trick, you know, okay, you got all your money up front and now it's sitting on someone else's someone else's books. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, I think the other thing that's interesting to note is the like 64 and 256. Like a couple years ago, there was like three uh, memory options. So now there's only the two? Now there's only the 256 two. 256 or 64? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. And I and I, I feel like that's a big gap between them. It is, especially because most of their phones are coming with, well, you can at least use an expansion card too. Like that's the problem with Apple devices is whatever you buy, you're stuck in. You can't expand yeah. it. So, yeah, 64 is pretty small, relatively speaking, because the OS takes up 15. Right, right. So, yeah. And, and then so, the formatting. So then they're trying to sell you iCloud, yep. right, which is going to help you optimize your storage on the sure. on the device, which is, you know, as a consumer, very happy with that product. But also every time I, you know, see that bill come through for, for another, 99 cents. Yeah. It, well, I think I've got the bigger plan now, so it's more like four bucks. Oh. But yeah you know it's like oh okay i just paid them four dollars and you know thank you cloud storage um you know so they're they're really raking that one in well there's i remember reading their services bucket like on their earnings calls it's it's nebulous what's inside there but totally. it's it's huge like billion plus a quarter like it's insane yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i don't know if it's a billion but it's, it's insane number like it just keeps growing all the cloud right. usage and everything else. Anyway. So takeaway for a micro SaaS company that's looking to, you know, put on their product marketer hat, you know, bill monthly if you can. Yeah. You know, you're doing cash counting, so you don't really care about gap ARPs or something like that. You know, right. some totally bullshit metric um, that's like purely function- fictional. <laughs> Matter, yeah. Matters yeah. to your investors. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, I, I definitely think that you know, when you look at a receipt on your, on your, or a line item on your credit card, there's like a, a tipping point on like, well, is it worth the time going and finding the cancel link? Right. You know, or is it not right? Okay. So $4 every month, not a big deal, you know, but that's assuming it's a product that someone doesn't use. Right. You know, you obviously want people using your, using your thing. So, you know, I, I think the other, the other pricing strategies that, uh, the clouds are using, which is like start really small and work your way up. Yep. And sometimes when you look at the tiers, there's some substantial jumps in there. Yep. So if you're going from like, you know, the personal plan to the business plan, you know, prepare to pay, prepare to pay. Yeah. So speaking of personal, so let me ask you an audio question. Does it sound like it's changing ever so often? No. No. Okay. It must be my headphones. It could be my voice. Uh, no, it almost sounds like for me, it's like switches left, right? But no. I, I think it's my headphones. All right. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, let me let me check some connections here real fast. Make sure it's plugged in. It's plugged in. So I, I don't think do we didn't talk about this in the beginning. Like we have a we have a mixing board now. They don't care about that. It, yeah, well, so if it sounds different, that's why. All right, let's move on. <laughs> okay. Uh, ebook. Okay, so here's the setup. Setup. Uh, Brian. Uh, 
has a ebook. He he is a long time. Uh, you know, it, it's a total B two B industry, right? Uh, so security cameras. Uh, they uh, he has been in the industry forever. Well known name as a as a product marketer. Um, he has written an ebook uh, that's currently divided up into I think I can't remember what he said twelve or sixteen chapters that are sold for like three ninety nine each. Yep. Um, and uh, uh, wants to get more sales out of it. Obviously, um, you know, and it's a it's a combined. You know, this is good for him personally because it helps build his reputation in the industry right. further published author a published author it's good for his employer mm-hmm. because you know uh it's the the you know he's the con or the subject matter expert yep. who works for this company yep. um so good all the way around but you know he has no marketing budget for this um and he also doesn't have doesn't really have a built-in audience of his own he speaks at trade shows, but, but not like, you know, he doesn't have an email list. He doesn't have a blog. He doesn't have like something that he can fall back on as a launch plat, right. launch pad. Right. So put oh. me in coach, but <laughs> uh, uh, Zach. <laughs> All right. So yeah, this, this is an interesting one because it's, it's BB, which is a B2B. lot more, it's a yeah. much more different thing than BC, right? Totally. So your, your typical Facebook stuff's not going to work. Period. Right. Uh, and even so, the paid stuff is nil. So we're assuming totally. How how do I get everything for free, right? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So. So I now think, you want some substance, right? Now I want some substance. All right. All right. So you know, I I think one of the places that I wanted to start was like, you know, you if you're marketing a product, you have one of two things that you can use. It's either your relationships or or your budget. Yep. Right. So he doesn't have budget, obviously. Right. So, uh, you know, if you're if you're doing this, you would either like the traditional route. Like if you if you went and like read a bunch of how to market my ebook, they'd say like, well, tell your blog audience about it, right? So that would be a relationship, yeah, right? Or it would be like go out to other people that need content and leverage their audiences because you're providing the content, right? Um, that's basically the direction we're gonna go because again, no budget. Yep. Yeah. So uh, I mean, you could do some okay. No budget guest blogging. So find he, he's in the security camera industry. There's got to be websites about that. Totally. Industry, 100%. trades, yep. associations. Yep. You know, be really, really publish that, that subject matter expert. Uh, offer yep. to, to write for free. Yep. Um, okay, so here was my master plan. Here we go. All right. Uh, first of all, uh, the low barrier to entries, as we were just talking about in the consumer product 399 mm-hmm. a chapter yep makes total sense yep but to a business to business buyer does that actually make sense right because a business to business buyer may actually also be expensing this because i doubt a lot of people are reading a book on security cameras right uh for <laughs> you know for a a fun pastime Unless, right well, who knows these days I, I don't i don't know you know the the internet has a niche for everyone sure does <laughs> sure does but um yeah so i would say like repackage the book as a singular book and charge much more for it you know like $50 $500 you know like go look at uh you know Think back onto as a child going to Barnes and Noble, 
doesn't doesn't really exist so much anymore. But you go into they're the still there. <laughs> you they're still there somewhere. You go into the programming section or you go into the like the business section and there'll be these like textbooks and the textbooks yep. are expensive and yep. it's you know how to write COBOL, how to write Perl, how to write you know go, and go back to college, hundred and fifty bucks a book. Right. Because the audience is limited for yep. those things and so the costs are high. Yeah. Right. Ooh, this could be a long kind of game. He could become a part-time professor and then require everyone to buy his book. I had that happen in college, <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of them did that. They were the, the professors were the authors. Go figure. Uh, yeah, that that's a really good idea. Uh, so then my idea, <laughs> I'm not done yet. Continue. Uh, was take chapters and use that. Uh, use them as like lead gens essentially. So go out and offer them to companies to send to their mailing lists, offer them as like, you know, trade show collateral, offer them as, uh, uh, you know, things that the industry bloggers can use Mm -hmm. uh, for content and distribute uh, on, uh, you know, online. And then you put calls to action in the chapters and say, you know, if you want to read the rest of this or this ties into this other chapter, go pick up the book for, one million dollars. Mm-hmm. Okay. Low, low. Here, here, here's another option. Okay. Here's here's how nerdy he wants to get. Very. Uh, he could set up an affiliate program like on ClickBank, and email his email his contacts that he already has, and says, "Hey, release a new book. I'll give you X Y Z percent for everyone you can recommend it to, and then makes a purchase." Totally. ClickBank can handle it all, or another service. Amazon actually might have something already built in for that. Uh, but essentially become a affiliate network operator and leverage his base already so there's incentive for them to to go crazy. Totally, totally. You know, I would say if he wasn't, that would be a really good route to go if he wasn't, um, you know, Saul already like an industry expert. Because I think that like running an affiliate program, if you already have that level of credibility, is odd. I don't know. It seems incongruous. Replace affiliate with referral. True. True. Yeah. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. (laughs) So. Okay. Can you get extra tricky and like uh, when when you put the calls to action of like go buy my book on Amazon in so it's in the free collateral chapter or the the chapter that you provided to the blogger. Um. What you then do is put an Amazon affiliate link to your own book. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Does Amazon let you do that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. One way to find out. All right. So, okay. We have some. So, recap. To recap. Recap. Repackage the book. Repackage the book for business, B2B. One big chunk. One big chunk. Raise the price because with price comes kind of quality, actually, too. Totally. So the more you pay, the better you think it is. Oh, that yeah, that was definitely another thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the pricing psychology. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. It, okay, so that's that's worth spending a moment on because I think we both have um, have consulting experience. And I remember one of my early mistakes was going into a client and saying, oh, yeah, I'll knock out that SEO audit for like, you know, 50 bucks. Yeah. And they look at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, a thousand bucks? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Okay. <laughs> I was not at the point where you could take me seriously. <laughs> well, consulting is an easy example, but when you're doing something you you enjoy and it's a passion or something you have experience with, you're, you're taking for granted your experience that you have built in. So in, in Brian's case, he's an expert in this stuff, and the stuff he's writing about to him probably is second nature. 
Right. But there's a there's a value on that. There's 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 something there that people will pay a premium for. Totally. Yep. Totally. Yep. You know, and and definitely, you know, we should we should definitely reiterate. Like I I think this is like you know, obviously this is advice that other people that are building these things could use. You know, Brian has these relationships through his industry uh, stuff, you know. Um, otherwise, you just have to go build them yourself. Yep. Right? Like, oh. if, you, if you don't have money, then you need to go make a lot of friends. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Right. And yep. So, cool. Um, or get some venture capital and see what happens. More dangerous if you don't have that. Um, you don't have that thing. Oh, the last part, the final suggestion was, um, sort of reverse order. Start blogging, right? So, uh, you know, start blogging. Potentially start a podcast. You know, use your book as the. This is a horrible idea. <laughs> we don't suggest the podcast. Use use the book as a way to pull people in. Yeah. Right to some of your other channels. So if. You know, if the industry, if the tr- industry trade journal is yep. willing to like let you publish and let you refer back to your, you know, ebook, like yep. maybe they'll also uh, let you refer back to your blog. Yeah. You know, and I think there's examples. You know, daring fireball might be an example where uh, whatever that guy's name is, it's like uh, there's a lot of like industry, like tech industry luminaries that have blogs that don't threaten the, you know, the news outlets. Right. Right because it's one dude's opinion yeah so then you keep your content a little bit more editorial yeah you're also missing the obvious stuff like linkedin groups since b2b linkedin groups there's probably a ton of them out there you can just message spam quora Mm -hmm. yeah so very specialized niche things and yeah i mean i would imagine that's a very it's probably a large niche per se but it's also pretty tight so i imagine That's, that's also i think that like that work so what we were just talking about is basic the basics of the link building right mm-hmm. that can work but the the level of effort versus what you're going to get out of it is not i don't think going to be there <laughs> for for him right 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 unless it's a pet project yeah so 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 time check time check i think we're good 30 cool. minutes boom boom all right and with that, we're done. So, uh, if you enjoyed this, uh, leave us a review. Or even uh, if you didn't. Or <laughs> even if you didn't. Actually, preferably leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Yeah. Uh, subscribe on iTunes. Visit our website, stillunsponsored.com. Join our mailing list. Uh, if you really despised us, there's links to our social media profiles, and you can tell us, you know, sort of to our faces that, yeah, didn't like our, our voice. woo You have a voice for podcasting. Definitely. <laughs> It's a face for podcasting. Face for podcast. Yeah, but we're live streaming, so yeah. I, I feel know. bad for those people that don't watch. <laughs> Hang on. Yeah, we we can check. I don't think there's any. <laughs> You've all made smart decisions to spend time with your family tonight. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Bye.